0: hey friends welcome to the field guide to particle physics this is your informal guide to the subatomic ecosystem that we're all immersed in today we're talking about the anti-neutron like the antiproton the antineutron is a composite particle made up of anti quarks It looks a lot like the neutron, and that's pretty interesting because both of these particles have no electric charge. The antineutron is made up of two anti-down quarks and one anti-up quark. As such, the antineutron's mass is a bit over 939 MeV, and the mass difference ratio between the neutron and the antineutron is essentially consistent with zero. Because it's electrically neutral, it's really hard to measure properties of the antineutron. You can't really use electric or magnetic fields to confine, shape, or cool collections of antineutrons in any sort of meaningful way. We don't have a working measurement of the antineutron's magnetic dipole moment, and we haven't really studied their decays. Now, left to its own devices, the neutron decays in about 15 minutes to a proton, an electron, and a neutrino. So we'd expect the antineutron to decay similarly with a positron. but. Again, it's a serious experimental challenge. We barely have a handle on the antineutron's mass, but there have been some experimental antineutron beams and there is still plenty of interesting physics that can be done with them. Antiproton and antineutron technologies are kind of linked, or at least correlated. The antiproton was discovered in 1955, and the antineutron was found one year later in 1956. In the 1980s, The low energy antiproton ring at CERN fired a beam of slow moving antiprotons at a liquid hydrogen target to create a secondary beam of antineutrons. Low energy proton antiproton collisions proceed by the exchange of a single pion. Because the hydrogen was kept super cold in liquid form, and the antiprotons had such low energy, The two particles exchanged a single virtual neutral pion, which afforded a conversion of the proton-antiproton pair into a neutron-antineutron pair. This secondary beam of neutron-antineutron pairs was aimed at an iron slab for a target. The neutron and the antineutron interact with iron slightly differently, but expecting to find both particles simultaneously made the measurement pretty tractable. Again, antineutrons are hard to work with, so any trick that you can find is welcome. But of course, there's more. Antineutrons have been created in atomic nuclei, or antinuclei if you like. Deuterium, a hydrogen atom with a bonus neutron in the nucleus, has a theoretical antimatter cousin, antideuterium. The nucleus of antideuterium was created in experiments way back in the 60s. Although cooling those nuclei down enough to accept an orbiting positron has not yet occurred. But hey, anti hydrogen was only really successfully studied in 2016. The Relativistic Heavy Ion Collider has observed anti helium 4, or at least the nucleus for anti helium 4 you know, two antiprotons and two antineutrons. In other words, they've observed an anti alpha particle. All these discoveries point to the fact that there is very little difference between matter and antimatter, which makes the overall dearth of antimatter in our observed universe even more confusing. This has been an installment of the Field Guide to Particle Physics, a copyrighted production of the Poseidon Institute. We're in our third season and it's all about antimatter. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode interesting, fascinating, pleasantly confusing, or even just useful, please make sure to subscribe for more and pass it around. For a full free online copy of the field guide, please visit our website at pesaitin.org or follow the Pesaitin Institute on Instagram. At the Pesaitin Institute, we are on a mission to build and share physics knowledge without barriers. Come learn with us.